ongoing process, and it's something that our salvation is something that we are going to receive at the end of end of time at the same at the same time. And they're they're both both true. Um, it also talks about that we are free from sin, but we still struggle with sin, and we um, will have that complete fulfillment of that freedom from sin um, later on. Um, there's there's other examples too, but um, I want to to look at some of these these things and how how are we to respond to these these promises of God that we currently see part of it, but we don't see see the whole thing. What what do we have to do? How should we believe in it in a way that that we do? completely receive the full um, full inheritance that God has promised to us. Um, and something I've been working through myself, and so I want to share some of the things that I've been, been learning with you. Um, all, of, all of these these truths are based on the certainty of, of God and a certainty of his promises that when he promises something, it's the same thing as if we have it because we can be completely sure in the one who made the promise. Um, so I can, and, and it works the same way with inheritance. It, it, it frequently uses the word inheritance in the Bible um, when talking about the things that we have in, in Jesus. And with inheritance, is something that you have, but... You don't receive any of it until the person whose inheritance it is dies. <laughs> um, and but if, but at the same time, all all that inheritance is is yours if you have inheritance. <laughs> um, but it, but it, it works the same way with with God. That inheritance is a promise. It's saying when I die, this this is all going to be yours. Um, and God's promises are the same way, and many of them, we have received that fulfillment because of of Jesus's death. Um, read a lot about that in Romans and Hebrews and a couple other books. Um, so anyway, I want to want to walk through a couple examples of God's promises in the Old Testament and see what we can can learn about how to approach. Um, God's promises for us now. I'm going to start with Abraham. Um, in chapter 12, um, verse 1, it says, um, chapter 12, 1, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, of Genesis, sorry. <laughs> Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Um, a little bit later on after... Um, 
he started going, he, he said, you're supposed to go to a land. Um, in verse 7, it says, then, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Um, so his promise um, to Abraham, there was, was other parts to it, but a, a key component for Abraham was you're going to have offspring who are going to inherit this particular land. Um, doesn't say it here, but at this time, Abram didn't have any kids, and he was 75 years old. Um, <laughs> um, but he believed God, and he went to that land and did what God told him to do, even though he wasn't seeing at that time how this promise was going to be fulfilled. Um, I'm going to jump ahead to chapter 15, verse 1. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am a shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able, and number to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he, and, it, and he counted it to him as righteousness. So here, Abraham was starting to recognize that there was a problem with God's promise. Um, doesn't say how many years later this was, but it probably was quite a few. There's several stories of things that happened in between. Um, and so when God brings up again. Remember remember that promise I gave you about inheriting the land? Um, and Abraham said, yeah, but um, I think you're forgetting something. <laughs> um, I don't have any kids, and maybe I'm 80 now. Um, um, and God said, no, I, I'm, I'm going to give you a child. Um, this promise is completely dependent on you having a child. Um, if you don't have a child, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and so it says, Abram believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Um, so going down to verse 17 of chapter 15, um, we talked with, um, with God some more, and it said, when the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a sm sm smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I will give this land, and from the, riv from the river of Egypt to the great river, and the, the river, 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 river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Raphim and the Amorites 
in the Canaanites, in Girgashites, in the Jebusites. So here, God not only tells him he's giving you in this land, but he defines the borders of where that land is that he's giving him and saying, this, this is exactly what I'm promising you. Um, which, that's, that's important um, later on. So then, his wife Sarah had an idea. Um, and she was like, I'm getting tired of this. Abram keeps thinking that he's going to be having a baby, and um, it's, not, it's not, looking good. <laughs> not looking good. I have an idea. So she decided that maybe if I give my servant to Abram, that he can have her and have a baby with her, and then he'll stop this <laughs> um, thing. Um, so she suggested it to Abram, and he consented, and... Um, and slept with his servant of his wife, Hagar, and she had a baby. And they named him Ishmael. And so Abram kind of was thinking, okay, God, you, you fulfilled your promise. Um, thank you. Um, but um, if we go to 17, where am I? Um, verse 15 um, about 13 years later um, God said to Abraham as for Sarai your wife you shall not call her name Sarai but Sarah shall be her name I will bless her and moreover I will give you a son by her I will bless her and she shall become nations Kings, peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Shall I, should a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No. But Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him, as an everlasting covenant for his offspring for after him. Um, and in verse 21 it says, But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. So Abraham was kind of confused. He, he had been thinking for the last 13 years that God had fulfilled his promise to him and given him a son. And, um, and then God says when he's 100 or 99, um, that, wasn't, that wasn't me. That wasn't me fulfilling my promise. That was, that was you. Um, my promise was to give you a son with Sarah. And, um, and it's through him that I'm going to fulfill all these promises that I gave you. Um, just a little thing if God tells you you're going to have a son just assume it's with your wife <laughs> that, that's, that's a pretty safe assumption um, but um, I want to go on um, there's, there's a lot more in that story well let me read one more verse um, go, never mind well um, so 
a little, little bit later, 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 God come and came and talked to Abraham and Sarah together and told them again that they were going to have a son by that time next year and um, and, and and that's what happened. They had their son Isaac and um, but I want to want to go on because I don't want to run out of time. <laughs> um, so another example I want to look at. So Abraham, he he believed God and it said it, w- it was credited to him as righteousness. He had a period of time where he got his own idea and tried to fulfill that promise on his own. Um, but God still fulfilled his fulfilled that promise. He still valued that promise. He still saw the importance of that promise that God had given him. Um, but he, he went ahead of God and did his own thing. Um, but it didn't change that God still fulfilled his promise to him. But it caused problems. Um, in jumping ahead to um, Genesis 25, there's a story about Esau, who was Isaac's son. Um, when Isaac was about 60 years old, he had twin boys. Um, one of them was Esau, who's the oldest, and, and Jacob. And um, they didn't get along very well. <laughs> um, in chapter 25, verse 29, there's a story that defined a life of Esau. Um, in verse 29, it says, Once when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field, and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of the red, that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Jacob said, Sell me your birthright now. Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob said, gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went away in his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Um, as, as the oldest son, Esau was um, supposed to be getting twice as much inheritance as, as Jacob and going to be the one in, in charge of the family and, and taking, taking on um, the, the, the blessing of, of God. Um, before they were born, God had spoken to their mom and said this was going to happen, that, that Jacob was going to be the one who was going to be ruling. It wasn't, wasn't Esau, but this, this showed how Esau didn't value that promise from God that he had heard from his father and his grandfather. He was willing to sell it for a bowl of soup. Um, he was tired and exhausted, and he just um, said, I don't, I don't care about this blessing. I care about getting some food. Um, we'll... we'll We'll come back and look at some of these things when I'm done here. One more story. In Joshua, um, chapter 1, it's probably about 
five or six hundred years after Abraham. Um, Abraham has had a lot of descendants, and there was now several million of his descendants that were living in Egypt in slavery, and God took them out of um, slavery there, and said, now I'm, I'm going to be taking them to the land where, where I promised, promised Abraham a long time ago. Um, so they arrived. Um, took them longer than they were supposed to to get there because the first group that arrived 40 years earlier, they didn't trust God to give them the land, and they... Um, they rebelled against God, and so God took them in the wilderness for 40 years until they were all dead, and their descendants could um, have another chance. Um, but in Joshua chapter 1, um, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the, this Jordan, and you and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, just as I promised Moses. From a wilderness, the wilderness, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as it was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. So here is coming to the point of, of fulfilling the promises that God had given to Abraham. And God is saying to Joshua, he Give them the same same borders that he originally gave to, to to Abraham. This is the land that I'm I'm giving you. You need to go in and take it. Um, there's people living there who don't want you to have it, um, and you're going to fight against them. And I'm going to be with you. And every place that you put your feet, I'm going to give to you. Um, be strong and courageous, and go take this land that I promised to you. Um, the first half of the book of Joshua, they did just that. They went and took land. They conquered kings. They captured cities. Um, um, they had many, many victories. Um, the second half of the book talks about all the places that they didn't take. Um, and it says, but this, this area, they didn't, they took part of their land, but then they left some of it um, that they didn't take and those people that were there caused problems later on and, and they, they struggled because they didn't take all of what God had promised to them. And so even though God had made this promise, I'm going to give you all this land, when they went to take it, they, they only partially took what God had promised to them. And it didn't change that God had promised it to them. It didn't change the um, sureness of God's promise. But it had to do with how they didn't, um, they didn't value all the gift that God had given them. And they thought it would be okay to leave 
some areas that they didn't didn't take. Um, okay, there are six six different um, points I want to make from from these stories, and then look at those um, also with an example in, in the New Testament for how we um, should take God's promises for us now. Um, first one is we need to have faith. Um, it says about Abraham. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. He um, not only believed God, but he acted on what God was telling him to do. That he, um, when God told him, go to, go to the land I'm going to show you, he packed up his, all his possessions and went there. Um, and that, that faith that um, is... A believing faith and it's also an acting faith that sees the promises and acts same way with Joshua he believed God's promise so he took his army and attacked cities that were stronger than they were and and didn't didn't hold back from from the battles because he knew that that God's promise was sure and he could be confident going in and taking taking those cities. Um, the second one is they recognize the obstacles to their faith. And some people were talking about this in Sunday school, <laughs> Sunday school this morning. Um, how like Abraham, he, he wasn't afraid to say, God, we have a problem here. I don't have any kids. Um, I'm 75, I'm 85, I'm 99. <laughs> um, I still don't have any kids. Um, so he, he, he recognized the problems. Like Joshua, he recognized there's, there's a lot of people here, and they, they're fortified cities, they have giants that live there. Um, but I know that God is, is, has the power to take care of every obstacle. And... And that's that's what that's, that's a part of faith is is seeing yeah there's obstacles there's there's things that I don't know how to handle but I'm going to trust God and not make my decisions based on the obstacles but make my decisions based on God's sure promise the third thing um, is patience um, these promises took a long time for them to see them happen. There was a lot of chance for faith to drift away. <laughs> and, um, for Abraham, it was not just a long time before God fulfilled his promise of giving him the land. It was That was five or six hundred years, but it was a long time before he even had a child. It was 25 years before he had a child that would even make that chance of Descendants as many as the stars, <laughs> even, even possible. And there's there's two different kinds of waiting. There's one kind of waiting that is just being being patient and continue to expect God to answer without um, without seeing the results and without getting angry with God. Um, there's also um, patience that involves 
hardships that we have to go through. Um, many times that there's, there's struggles that we go through on the way to finding God's answers to his promises. Um, and that's absolutely part of God's plan. It's not, um, not something that comes up that we... It's surprising to God. Every, everything you read in the Bible talks about expect hardships, expect trials, um, expect persecution <laughs> on the way to, to finding God's promises. Um, Abraham... While he was in the land waiting for Isaac to be born, there was two different times where there was a famine, and there wasn't enough food for his animals and for him to eat, and so they had to move out of the land that God had promised him to other areas to find food for a while. Um, it would be easy for Abraham to think, hey, God's saying he's giving this land, but it's really not that good, good of land. Where If there's twice in 25 years that... There's these famines, and um, why is this even such a good, good gift that God is giving us? Um, um, with with Joshua, there's it wasn't all smooth sailing. They they had to deal with with sin. They, um, the, the 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 second city that they attacked, um, they attacked and they lost. Um, and it was because some people were were stealing things for themselves that God had told them to to burn. Um, and it would have been very easy for Joshua, and he did. He went to God as God. What what's going on? Everybody's going to hear about that we were defeated, and now they're going to be all um, extra motivated to come and destroy us. Um, how how can we fulfill your promise when we can't even take this small city? Um, but God showed him what this is what the problem is. Deal with it, and then and then I'll I'll continue to bless you and continue to see this promise. And we we go through a lot of a lot of struggles on our way to seeing the fulfillment of God's promises. Um, fifth thing: don't try to make it happen on your own. Um, like Abraham and Sarah thinking that they had to plan to help God um, they had a they had a son it seemed like God was blessing their um, their working hard to accomplish what God <laughs> promised but that was absolutely not God's plan um, and it caused a lot of trouble um there was times in, in the other stories also that um, um, that they did their own thing, like like with Joshua. They they didn't always follow God, and when they didn't, they ran into trouble. They they didn't they forfeited God's blessing by trying to do things in their own strength when. We don't have strength. We, we don't have we don't have the abilities to accomplish God's purposes on our own. Um, God's things are so much greater than what we can imagine um, that trying to do them on our own is completely futile. I think I missed one actually. Um, the fourth thing I have made list was we need to value God's promises. Um, not be like Esau who. 
So what is the birth rate for a bowl of soup? Um, that we need to hold on to those promises, to place high value on, on the gifts of God um, that he has promised to us and not let the little things of this world to um, have more value to us than, than God's promises and to fulfilling the purposes that God has for us. Um, um, in looking at Abraham, he, even with Esau, he valued God's promise. He, he valued that God's going to give me descendants and they are going to have this land and God's going to bless all the nations of the world through, through them. Um, his problem wasn't that he didn't value God's promise. His problem was he thought that maybe he needed to help God out a little bit. Um, the last, last thing is when the time comes, be prepared to act and to work and to put everything you have into um, to finding the fulfillment of these promises. That there's a waiting time, but there's also an acting time. Um, and it's very rare that God's promises just come without him asking for some involvement from us. Um, Joshua's perfect example of this, that he came to the edge of the Jordan, this is the land I promised you, God says, so go in and fight. Go in and attack um, these cities. Um, take, take the land. I'm with you, and I'm sending you to go, to do. Um, it's completely different than what Abraham did with Isaac. He was acting, but he wasn't acting on the word of God. He wasn't acting on God's promises. He wasn't acting on how God does things. <laughs> um, he was doing it on his own. But, but Joshua, there was a time when he, God said, act. It's time to move. Um, don't just sit here waiting for me to give you the land. Um, every place where you put your foot, I'm giving that to you. Um, so go put your foot places. <laughs> um, okay, so like, like I expected, I was going to run out of time. <laughs> um, I want to share just one, one example um, looking at these, these six principles with one of, one of God's promises to us. And um, in Ken's reading this morning, um, we talked about God had told them to need to wait here for the Holy Spirit to come. And, and there's many, many of God's promises, especially as we're at, around Easter time. There's so much that God's given us through the death and resurrection of Jesus and him sending the Spirit um, after he left. Um, I'm going to just go through some of these things related to God's promise to give us the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit was something that Jesus promised to us on, in Acts 2. It says that the Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples and um, but then all through the rest of the New Testament you see um, it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's something that we're supposed to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit um, who is God um, and what is, what is being filled with 
with God? What would you expect from somebody that is filled with God? Um, and there's, there's two main ways that we see the expressions of, of that. One is in the fruit of the Spirit, and we expect that if we are being filled with the Holy Spirit, that we will be experiencing God's supernatural love and his supernatural peace and his supernatural joy in our lives. Um, that's not all of them, but... <laughs> um, and in the other way is we should be expecting God to be working through us to reach um, other people and to minister his, his grace to the people around us and to be doing things for God that we don't have the ability to do on our own. Um, so um, in John, um, we see some of where Jesus was promising the Holy Spirit. He said, your, your helper is coming. I'm going away and I'm going to be sending a helper to you who will teach you all things. Um, um, in um, let's, let's read in Acts um, chapter 2. Acts 2, starting in 32. And this was... Um, Peter, 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 Peter was preaching to a large crowd um, on the day of Pentecost. Um, and says um, in verse 32, This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promised the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Um, go skipping down to um, 37. It says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. So we hear Peter's talking about the Holy Spirit. As this is the promised Holy Spirit that, that Jesus promised that was promised not only by Jesus, but back in Joel, he, where he quote, 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 quotes, um, this, this was something that was promised by God long, long before. Um, and, um, and so what, what do we respond in the same ways that we, we saw um, looking at the life of Abraham and Esau and, and Joshua? Um, that we, we seek with faith to receive the fulfillment of, of God's God's promise of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the value in in, in that that promise of the Holy Spirit. Not not just assume everything's everything's good, but know the extent of what what God has really promised us in in promising to give us the Holy Spirit, who is is God Himself. Um. um so our um. Let's look at Luke chapter 11. 
starting in verse 5. Um, and he said to them, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer with, from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We see in here a couple, couple things. Um, we see the patience, um, how all these examples he's giving are keep asking, keep, keep knocking, um, keep seeking me, um, don't, don't give up, um, like, like, um, we looked at with, with Esau, don't be like, don't be like Esau and value, value that gift that God has promised to you, um, seek after it with all your heart, seek after knowing and experiencing all that that God has for you. Um, seek after knowing all that, all that's involved with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, don't um, don't diminish what what God has said He's giving you, just so you can feel good that that that's what you <laughs> you have. Um, but He talks about faith. He talks about seeking um, seeking after it. Um, says knowing knowing you have a good a good father knowing that we can expect good gifts from a good father um, and that he has promised to give us the Holy Spirit when we when we ask him and it, it's a gift it's not something that we earn or try to be good enough for God but it's he says you know that God's good um, and if we are asking and seeking him for what he has promised to us, that we can be sure that he wants to give it to us, and we can be sure that he he will give us what's good and and not what's um, what's bad. Um, we also need to to deal with um, the obstacles. Um, we get all these ideas in our head of why God can't use us. Um, whether it's our age or things that we've done in our past or things that we've struggled or been afraid of or um, lots of things. And we, we often elevate those obstacles above, above God. Um, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't um, really experience being filled with the Holy Spirit because... 
I'm not, I'm not good enough. Um, because there's so many, so many different reasons, and I, I know we all, we all struggle with, with this. But um, we need to be be real about the obstacles and bring them to God. But but know that God has answers for every one of them. Um, that often it's hard for us to imagine. What if I was, what if I was a really good Christian? <laughs> what if what if I was someone who was really making an impact for God? What, what if I was someone that um, was just obviously full of the Spirit and full of God's love and, and kindness? And, but no, I can't. <laughs> um, but rec- recognize those things and know if there's, there's sins in our lives, and we need to deal with them. It's not that we can just ignore some of these obstacles, but we need to take them to God and know that he has power to deal with every single one of them and to make us to be holy and to be righteous and to be powerful for him. Um, um, we looked at patience a little bit. Um, when Jesus went away to heaven, he said, wait, wait here until you receive the Holy Spirit. And for them, it was, was 10 days later. Um, God didn't tell them how long it was going to be. <laughs> he just told them to wait. Um, and 10 days when you're not doing anything else and you're just sitting in a room afraid that you're going to get found by the um, people who killed Jesus... Um, probably didn't feel like a short time to wait. <laughs> um, sounds like not very long compared to other things that we read about, but, but 10 days of waiting and not knowing how long it's going to be, um, it's a long time. But, but when we're seeking God, we need to be willing to wait. We need to be willing to um, not give up when... I prayed and nothing happened. Um, be willing to continue to seek and continue to, to knock. Um, and a lot of that's based on that we we do place high value on on God's promises and on the gifts that he's told us he was going to give us, which the Holy Spirit's one example of that, but these can be applied to so many other promises of God. Um, to recognize the fullness of what what it means to be filled with God um, to have God expressed in every part of our lives um, that don't um, don't define what you what you think being filled with the spirit is to bring that down to where you're at so you can think that you're filled with the spirit there's always there's always more of God there's always more that he wants to do in our lives. Um, and so we need to recognize the incredible value of, of that and do what it takes to, to find God completely filling my life. Um, there's, there's a lot of hard, hard things that go along with that. There's a lot of, a lot of sacrifices that he, he asks from us. There's a lot of sin in our lives that we aren't real eager to give up. Um, 
but but finding that fullness of God is is worth it. It is valuable. Um, is it's immensely valuable, and um, and I want to not not be not be so quick like like you saw. To I would really like to see God today, but I'm just feeling tired. Um, I'm. I would like to see God today, but um, there's there's something going on at school or that we were going to watch a movie tonight and um, there's so many little things that we just make these stupid decisions. The value of of what we decide to do compared to the value of what we're giving up um, is not even comparable and yet Every day we make those decisions, um, and we don't even realize what we're doing. Yeah. Um, the, and the last thing is just be prepared to act on your faith. Be prepared to, to pray. Um, be prepared to be used by God. Um, and that as we are, are seeking in faith, God, God, fill me, God, fill me with your spirit. Um, remember that when, when you're feeling led to do something or when you're feeling led to talk to somebody. Um, remember that God is faithful and that he had promised. And we don't always see the results of God's promise until we are acting in obedience and stepping out in faith and we don't always find out that God has supernaturally given us words to say until we open our mouths until we go to talk to somebody that we um, didn't want to but but God was leading us to talk to um, we don't we don't experience the change that the Holy Spirit has really made in our lives until we put ourselves in a place where it's able to be expressed. And when we walk in faith and step out in faith and don't um, don't wait to have some big revelation in your life before you think God's, God's working. Because it, it's by faith. It's by by trusting in God, and in that we know that just like just like J- Joshua, um, there's a land that needs taken, and we're only going to see the power of God at work in our lives to take it when we take a step into that land, and when we um, are obedient to God's God's promises. Um, let's let's pray. Father God, we look to you, for you are a faithful and holy God. God, we place our trust and our confidence in you right now, Lord. God, we believe that you are faithful, that you have have given us these promises 
He said, not, not just to you, but also to everyone who puts their trust in you, God. God, we ask that you would let us see clearly, let us understand clearly the riches of your promises that you have given to us. To know the great value of those promises, to hold on to them with everything that we have, God, to seek after them with everything that we have. God, I ask that you would open our eyes to every every choice that we make, and every decision that we make that, that we would see see the true value of what what we're choosing, Lord. God, you are a faithful God. We, we praise you, Lord. We thank you for your great promises to us. We put our trust in you, God. Lord, let us learn more and more to walk, walk by your promises, walk by the faith in what you have given us, walk by the faith in what you have, that you have saved us, and you've called us, that you've given us your righteousness, Lord. You have made us holy. We would learn to walk out in every way, Lord, to walk in these promises, Lord. See your complete fulfillment in our lives, not just when we die, but as, as what you have planned for us right now, God. Now we just give you glory. We thank you for, you for your presence here today. And I ask that you would just continue to guide us, continue to lead us. Guard us from, from every deception, God, that, that distracts us and pulls us away from you, God. Let us, let us learn freedom in you, freedom of knowing who you are, of knowing who you've created us to be, God. And you've chosen us and called us, God. And we love you. In the name of Jesus, amen.